0: Hi everyone and welcome to The Advice You Didn't Take by your girl, Remy Ray. Um, we have a very special guest um, with us today on this beautiful Sunday and I would like her to introduce herself because she likes to be a humble person but in this episode we are going <laughs> to highlight <laughs> all of her efforts and make her feel super, super appreciated because that's what we do. Can you introduce yourself?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, so I am Tanisha Tego. Um I'm a film and television producer by profession uh, initially and then also along the way, quite early on I also got involved in teaching, started off as a teaching assistant, ended up as a full-fledged teacher, head of arts department at a kids company and now I'm a lecturer um, in a university.
0: So, I, so didn't, yeah. I didn't know that you was into television and film, um, I know you host and, and do presenting bits and pieces as well but I didn't know you also do film
1: yeah it's funny because when people google me all they know is about my media side and not much about my lecturing side that's
0: so crazy
1: (laughs) yeah but face to face people only know me as an academic and don't know about the film so Um, so basically it's it's how it started was I was um 15 and we used to have connections you know connections yeah I remember connections (laughs) exactly so I've known I've had dyslexia since I was about eight
0: nine wow so
1: Yeah, so, like, me, my family, everyone, like, there was just always this, like, effort to bring in any type of extra support available. So when things like Connections were available, I was that, I was that girl that would subscribe instantly. Yeah. Um, and, so yes, I joined Connections and they asked me, like, you know, they asked you, what do you want to do? You know, you tick every box that you want, and what I wanted to do ranged from teaching, because my family is a teaching family, my grandma's a headmistress, and I grew up with her. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Yeah. Um, And I was homeschooled and in school a lot at the time. So I felt like I had a good experience of of that kind of world. So I wanted to teach. And then also, um, I wanted to make films because I I travelled around with my family a lot. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I found that depending on which country you're in, the TV is totally different. Yeah, And I just couldn't understand why. And I just didn't think it was very fair. (laughs) Seriously. So I've always wanted to have the ability to watch shows I like anywhere in the world as a child. Um, and this is even still before the internet. So I, all I was thinking was maybe I can make shows that people can watch anywhere in the world and yeah. they'll like them. So I just requested for both. And <clears throat> and I was lucky. I got put on a project with BAFTA. It was called We Need You. It's for new, um, young, new filmmakers. Yeah. And they put me to work with um, the guy that connected me to there, connected me to Channel 4. Nice. So I, was some doc- yeah, I was doing some documentaries for them. Um, some for BBC. Uh, and then like into films I was working on adulthood wow then like uh, yeah I was working for Mendel um, Shabazz over at the Black Filmmaker nice then I had Spike Lee as a mentor Wicked. then it just it was rolling yeah <clears throat> um but in that world I did quite a lot of things that I'm really proud of uh, I made the Azonto video nice that, that broke his Azonto, yeah
0: Azonto. Um, hey. exactly
1: um, I made a few short films, um, some of which won awards at Cannes and things like that.
0: Nice. Um,
1: yeah. So why and, do you uh, just skip
0: past that, like, awards at Cannes? Like, that's a major, major, major thing. And, yeah, that like, I don't know many women of colour and also anybody that has something like dyslexia that's done any of this. So that's, like phenomenal you know that's super super amazing
1: well yeah i mean it was it, there there are a lot of people when you're in the network which yeah we'll talk
0: about later like depending on if you know
1: you have dyslexia you have a different approach to everything
0: yeah um,
1: and so mine was always to, like find that that like the, the the different people you know like people taking a different approach because yeah. that's really what you have to do once you find out you have something like dyslexia yeah, yeah. It's, you've got to take you, you've just got to have a different strategy to the same problem um, i, I feel like that, that it, like, all the, the time
0: balance. to be honest i feel like dyslexic people are solution finders because our minds yes. just always are doing overtime and in that overtime we're working out ways to get through the problem but in a whole different way that nobody else probably hasn't even thought of you know
1: exactly or or just maybe there's people who are, who are advising us haven't thaw- thought of when they're telling us you know? yeah absolutely um, so, yeah so basically yeah i just did that i mean yeah the awards were really good um there were loads of awards, but because of, because of, again, dyslexia and my lack of understanding of certain things and yeah. how I found certain pieces of paperwork difficult, I rarely went out to the award ceremonies. Wow. So I would enter and then I'd find out I won. Like, someone would call me and be like, oh my God, you won. Or, like, there was even this documentary I did with Menelik Shabazz called The yeah. Hearts of Halsden.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And even to this day, I will still find people who are just talking about the documentary if they watch it, because I think a few times it's come on Channel 4 and things. Yeah. And people be like, oh, they watched this documentary. the documentary. So, Kings and Queens is of... not Hearts of and Hearts, We're talking about the Kings and Queens of Lover's Rock.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I think I've watched that before, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah most people have watched it. And I love because what... I
0: love a bit of Lover's Rock.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then people talk about it. But even that—that that came about through such a strange, like,
0: yeah,
1: way um, that my my role in it, yeah, came up through such a such a strange angle. And even me being able to achieve the things I achieved, because there was a point where I had to get hold of. Um, artists like the the lovers rock artists.
0: Yeah.
1: And so obviously you have to send emails, emails and contact and agents and yeah Yeah. So I just basically did one one generic template where I was like, I'm going to call like, these people. Yeah. Because that is the best way I can get this done. Yeah. Know? Um and then I was able to I was able to do it. And there were so many times where I thought I wouldn't be able to get the people in to different interviews or, or segments of the show and stuff but yeah
0: what type so, you know, of just dyslexia t- do you actually have then are you because mine is to do with like short-term memory
1: okay so i'm to do with everything to do with reading and writing ah okay yeah so you so read slower example, i read slower well yeah stuff like that i mean like i read easier on blue paper than white
0: ah okay because that's what people always like do you need a different color paper and i'm like no i don't actually need a different color paper but maybe i could read faster if i was on a different color paper
1: well the thing is okay so about speed yeah i don't even know if it's about speed because there's so many as as a teacher myself there's so many factors that affect the speed of someone reading yeah so i wouldn't necessarily say if it if the color changes it for me but i know that i feel less stressed the words stand out better, they're cleaner, uh, okay. they're bolder. Yeah. So I can actually see them easier. Um and it's in and especially when I'm writing on blue, like it's easier for me to write on blue because I actually see my mistakes a lot. Oh,
0: okay. I but, haven't to be honest, I got diagnosed when I was nineteen. So since nineteen, I haven't really spoken about dyslexia, apart from like family and friends and people that would support me and like pushing me forward but not Mm. anybody really ever knew that I was dyslexic and I feel like I shut it away like I was a prisoner of my mind because I knew and I knew instinctively like a lot of things I wanted to do I would hold myself away from doing because of my dyslexia I didn't want people to like be like oh she can't even spell that or she can't even blah 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 exactly but in the other instance well I I
1: still get that man, like I still get that even in my day job I still get that I still make mistakes I still get told right off and there's nothing,
0: there's nothing you can do about it because, yeah. like, is just nothing you can do about it. Yeah. It's not like we've you know? purposely gone out to make these errors. If yeah, we've not if someone me, can have a tried, dyslexic right? child, dyslexic
1: partner, dyslexic best friend. Yeah, they'll still get annoyed if they get a, an email with a mistake in it.
0: Yeah,
1: that's just the, that's just the truth of life. People like to receive emails that don't have mistakes.
0: <laughs> do you think that we're just harder on ourselves, or is it because society's made it so? Um... No, look, it's just
1: the world. The world needs it. It's it's
0: not really our fault like
1: i think personally i think a few a few years ago it would it wouldn't really be such a big deal what it is now is that in every role in employment because of the way that we communicate nowadays most people communicate on paper you know so because of that like emails Emails, texts, whatsapp instagram messages you know most of it is is written now yeah so that means that that has put a really like a really high level of importance on your reading and writing skills there's very 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 few things in life if you can do in a day without writing something
0: yeah without reading and writing in some capacity without reading right? and writing. Yeah. exactly
1: because everything comes as a, as a written piece of information so it's not necessarily that society done it to us i just think it's just the way the world is moving it's just moving into a world that is less easy for us to tackle you know yeah. but at the same time the, um, the same technology is bringing us these messages and emails and all these things the Same, it's the same thing as bringing us the tools that allows us to record sessions, um, you know, take audio notes, yeah, uh, film things that we want to see later and have more time to read. You know, I once I was on a plane, uh, on the not on a plane, I was in a car, yeah, and there was this book I really wanted to read, yeah, but I couldn't borrow the book, but it was a long journey, so I just flipped through the book recording a video, yeah, because because I needed to, you, know, you know, you need to spend your own time it yeah. was long enough I would have read the book but not that I would have digested all the information in yeah. the so I just flicked through the book on video held like five seconds on each page and then I just went through like that and when I had time I played back that video and paused every page yeah because I know that I need that more time that amount more time yeah yeah so the, yeah so the video technology is available now that wasn't available then. to be, you know have on hand yeah. a few years back so the same things that are holding us back are also giving us tools that we, to allow us to overcome. Our difficulties like more than we would have ever been able to.
0: Absolutely. We just need
1: to, yeah, it's just first we need to know that we have an
0: issue. Yeah, I think that is a, I think for me, even though it was like daunting because I didn't know any other dyslexics when I first got diagnosed with dyslexia, I think. It's the isolation, right? Because now that I've yeah. connected with you, now that I've connected with other people that have dyslexia, one, it feels like I'm a magnet where much more people are telling me they're dyslexic that I would never ever have known, mm-hmm. and all of, all of a sudden I feel like this sense of unity. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because you have a community around you, you're not on your own. Not on my own anymore, right? And like, um. I don't know, like in my relationship, like I've ex- like explained to my boyfriend about dyslexia, and in some capacities, yeah, he doesn't get it, but in some other capacities, just like just go for it, like stop allowing things to hold you back, kind of thing. You know what I mean? I wanted to find out how you get on in your relationship with the fact that you're dyslexic, and has it like you know imbalanced anything? Well, for or, me, for hmm. me, I've had a mixture of
1: situations. I've had, I've been in relationships, I've been in a relationship with the person. Figured out that I had, like, knew I had something up, yeah. Like, um, not up, but something that you know made me better yeah. and worse yeah. at certain things, yeah. So something he knew that I was definitely more creative than the average, but there was definitely a weakness there in terms of paperwork and admin and things like that. And he took fully took advantage of that.
0: Wow. Fully
1: took advantage of that in a way that ended up really messing me up financially after yeah. a while, um, in certain things. But yeah. So, but then I've I've also had people who have embraced it and just always wanted to help you know can yeah i help you write that email can I help you do this do you want me to check on this oh tanisha there's this really cool event oh look at this app i found do you know so I've yeah had, yeah like one partner kitted out my computer because he, he was this real proper software architect yeah. and geek and stuff and he really gave me amazing software i could use don't even know if he knew the value that he was giving me but yeah, he yeah. was just interested in doing that if that makes sense yeah so i think it depends and like my partner i'm with now who should be my final partner hopefully <laughs> but he's um he's he's also the same like he i think within about a week he figured out that just that i just need someone like sometimes i just need the company like yeah like an accountability buddy yeah so because i build webs i build so in my company we build websites we do uh, basically it's a full um full service digital content provider nice. And we offer a digital concierge service nice so when people need digital products or digital services and they don't understand it what they're trying to order or you know what I mean, and they yeah. just need someone to explain it to them. Yeah. I offer that kind of service. Nice. So you, yeah. So where can let's we say you find information like that.
0: that? Where can we find you on that? Because well, it's that funny because
1: I don't, I don't offer that. That's what I was gonna say because you're asking about my partners, right? So yeah. I don't
0: offer that as a like a, as an open service.
1: that I market. It's actually more like a
0: recommendation
1: service yeah. that people know, knowing me, provide um can ask me to provide to them. Okay. But I only got that kind of interest in doing that kind of thing for people because of the things that partners have done for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he basically would give me if I wanted to know um, what computer was better than the other, if I should upgrade my phone to the new iPhone update, if I should upgrade my Android. Yeah. He would explain these things to me off the paper.
0: Okay. Okay. Do you know what
1: I mean? So I think that's verbal ages reading on a webpage, I'd say,
0: Look
1: yes, verbal. I'll say, Look, I think this is what I need to learn about. Um, and he'd be like okay no that's not what it's called it's like this and then do it. you know everyone gets a bit frustrated after a while because obviously we're like let no, start again yeah 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 because but... your memory's
0: gone in it you've even forgotten the first part of whatever was going on in the first place <laughs> exactly
1: but when they when someone's your partner they're more likely to do that with you so yeah. i have been lucky enough to have partners that would do that um and the one i have now is very similar like he will spend the time with me because I don't really need I don't need babysitting but I do need someone that I'm accountable to someone yes. that just checks on my things. Yeah. Exactly. So he'll do that for me. Um and quite happily as well because he actually enjoys like, reading my work or like watching my stuff. So he'll happily sit there because he finds it entertaining. Yeah. So it just depends on what you have. I think it, I think it's not really that fair to expect your partner to be that interested in the fact that you've got dyslexia right as long as they're not putting you down and whatever yeah making um, you
0: feel rubbish about it
1: yeah then they can have their, their own feelings you know like i'm not always going to be like excited every time i see a blonde person just because i have blonde hair <laughs> yeah. you know like so yeah and i don't expect my partner to be to be like oh i want you to like everyone with long hair or, Some sometimes yeah. you know, you just, it's just not really your thing you're not interested
0: yeah But I think it's super dope, though, to be able... Like, I saw you and your partner out at um, the A2Y event, and I I think that's... Like, you know what? Because even though there are loads of dyslexic people, we're never really ever in the same vicinity at once, right? So, like, my partner's always sparing me on, your partner seems to be sparing you on, but not only that sparing us on, they will go and tell... If somebody else brings up dyslexia, they'll probably say, oh, yeah, my girlfriend's dyslexic. You know what I mean, and then it it just sets that undertone a little bit more nicely than people automatically thinking she can't read, she can't spell, she can't do this because dyslexia has multiple facets to it. It's not one dimensional. You know what I mean? It, it can affect everyone in loads and loads of different ways, right? Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the, um, the first thing to do wrong with dyslexia is definitely to stereotype it. Yeah, it's not it's not that kind. Of, it's not a party. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a party like that, you know. We don't all come like we don't. We don't all get the same tickets. We didn't all get invited by the same the same way. It's not really like that. It's more like a community, yeah, where everyone's come together and accepted like the differences in the, in their own versions of dyslexia.
0: Yeah. I hear ya. So um, just moving on a little bit from dyslexia, um, because I know me and you could talk for days about th- being dyslexic and the trials and tribulations of it. I see recently <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were in Ghana for some business. What were you up to in Ghana? Oh
1: my God, girl, you're fast.
0: Oh, I saw you in the gram, girl. You're fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's good.
1: That's good. Because you know, like the same aspect as like, like I was saying earlier, I keep saying aspects of my life in different boxes. Oh, ah, okay, really okay. Funny okay I didn't
0: realise. Sorry. Because <laughs> I met
1: no, no, It's not a problem. Oh, and okay. So I was going to say, I met someone this week. Um, this guy, Professor Jonathan Wilson.
0: Yeah.
1: And he blew, like, he blew my mind without even. He didn't even know I'd met him. Like, yeah. He Was in, you know, he's my new one of my new work colleagues, and he was just in the room. And, and he had really interesting hair, and everyone kept talking to him. And he seemed to seem like you know, when someone seems like they're putting on a good show, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, Who is this guy? Like, <laughs> what is so exciting is it work. <laughs> so I just asked someone, and I was like, Who is he? And they said, I'll look him up, he's um, Professor Jennifer Wilson. And when I looked in this profile, and this guy spoke about everything he's done from uh, I think playing rugby or football or something, yeah, yeah, in school to. Yeah publishing over 200 articles, oh. to being a professor, to da 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 his PhDs. And I was like, how, how did he put it all in one? Yeah. He also used to play bass guitar, and I didn't really do that. So when you just brought that up, it just reminded me that if you're on Instagram, then yeah. you would know what I yeah, do on the yeah. today with my business. Yeah. Um, but I don't even touch Facebook with that stuff or LinkedIn. <laughs> so that's why I was like, wow, okay, so you're on the Instagram community. But it's nice, you know? So yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's important
0: because that, you know, people on there i i think depending on who you are or how many pages you have people put up what they want you to see right so in my mind i just saw you glowing in Ghana i'm like go get it girl do your thing (laughs) so i'm just like okay now we're speaking i'm like okay so what you've been up to you know what i mean because i'm no that's
1: really that's that's what i'm saying it's really good because it it, well i mean i don't try and keep what i want people to see i just think there are different parts of me yeah people look for when they get to a different touch point I think if someone goes on my Instagram, yeah, that is a declaration. They definitely want to know what I'm up to on a day-by-day basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they go on my LinkedIn, they want to know what I'm up to professionally. And yes. sometimes that's not day-by-day. Day.
0: Yeah, because, you know, LinkedIn's one of those things. You update it as and when you need to, right, as opposed to being really socially consistently on it. So, yeah, yeah I totally exactly.
1: yeah, agree. Yeah, agree. exactly. So, anyway, so anyway, overcoming shock and all that, right. So, yeah, <laughs> let's get into the question. Um, No, Ghana's, Ghana's, I spent... I spend quite a few um, times of the year, quite a few months of the year, like going back and forth to Ghana. Nice. Um, I do a lot of business out there in different capacities. Um, quite a lot of the time, it's more uh, like in a support system, supporting colleagues' projects and things like that yes. because I don't live out in Ghana. Yeah. When you don't live in the country, you're trying to do business and sometimes it can be a bit difficult, mm-hmm. exactly. But I don't think that that's an excuse not to set the, the groundwork yes. in advance. So I don't know whether... I'll be going out to Ghana, but it's the same with Zimbabwe, South Africa, Egypt and a few other countries as Cape Verde and a few other countries I aspire to live in. I've built like a community there um, and of people that I work with. So for Ghana in July, I was working with quite a few really good colleagues of mine. Yeah. And we're working on the Ghana Diaspora Homecoming Summit. Nice. So our new president has um, a mission to basically reverse the brain drain and bring back as many diasporans into the country as nice. possible and yeah and that's Ghanaian by heart not by passport Yeah, because if you know anything about Ghanaians you know that we
0: yeah it's more
1: it's more about the heart yeah yeah so we have honorary Russian Ghanaians honorary Chinese Ghanaians oh the Ghanians. rusters
0: are all over there girl come Listen, on is <laughs> the rusters
1: <laughs> once it in your heart you know because a lot of people come to our country to really take advantage so you've once got most you've got of that Africa. love most of well Africa. yeah the whole of Africa yeah Africa, exactly but um so this was particularly for Ghana. So, yeah, so I think we managed to mobilise over 2,000 people from around the world wow. um, to go to Ghana for, for that three-day conference. That's
0: amazing. Um,
1: yeah, it was. It was phenomenal. Um, from London, I was doing <clears throat> the road show. Yeah. Um, so going to different cities around the country um, and trying to encourage people to go down there and interviewing, you know, administering information and, and, and things like that when they came over here.
0: Nice. So
1: when I went back over, it was really nice to have that um, played back as well. Yeah, um, so in terms of them entertaining me so the minister took me for lunch and stuff and you know it was, it was just really nice to see their side because they yeah. were here supporting us in mobilizing and when we got there it was really nice to relax so it seemed like I was having like a really bougie <laughs> bougie break but actually it was the end of a lot of work um, but I was, still like, think that's that important
0: really as well you know even if it looks a certain way I think it's important for us as black women to see other black women you know um moving around the world in loads of different capacities whether you're speaking exactly. to government officials whether you're speaking to entrepreneurs like exactly yeah i think it's important
1: i made a little video about that actually when i was in the because I, I went back by myself i mean yeah my family's from ghana but i have so many like honorary family members around the world now yeah. that It doesn't really make a difference whether you're blood or not yeah so i feel like i have family everywhere but i still make a point of tra- feeling like tra- making a point of traveling on my own Okay. So obviously I went out there on my own and I was in the pool in the park, one of the hotels and and then I made a video about that. I was thinking to myself, you know, why is no one else on their own? Yes. Like why is no one not in a bad way, but really it's just Ghana. It's not yeah. really that big a deal. It's... You know, like it's so much easier and quicker to move around. You're more likely to get a meet with the president heading out to Ghana on your own on a mission. Yeah. Than you are going
0: out with all your friends to just
1: chill and party.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Um, it's so funny because um my the uh so Vanessa who runs Girls Talk London who I recorded the recent podcast with who will air in like the next two weeks or so she's actually in and out of Ghana as well and she's looking for like opportunities and things so I'd love to connect you two in some capacity because she does some amazing work over in the UK but also she's trying to expand over into Africa so I think you two could yeah that sounds good well yeah no vanessa is super super dope and i think just the connection between both of you whether something works or not i think it's good to have you know
1: Mm -hmm, definitely yeah put us in touch um but yeah so basically that's what i was doing there i do a lot there i mean that was just that particular project there's different things going on i'm working on a documentary about kwame Nkrumah with some really good people as well nice um so i'll be heading back out there for for that next year and film miss it's hair. yeah there's loads of little things um but ghana is a love of mine yeah absolutely love yeah and zimbabwe ghana and zimbabwe have like mutual 50 50 in my heart
0: okay so vanessa's actually from zimbabwe so this is definitely ah, gonna there work
1: you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go Let's see
0: yeah I've, yeah she's from zimbabwe so that's that should work so um i was gonna just move on a little bit into how do you balance everything because one i know dyslexics are just Ten hundred million miles per hour, but also yeah. the fact that you're you're balancing so many like so many elements, and you're having a relationship at the same time. How do you find this balance?
1: Well, for me, the, it, there is no balance without it.
0: Yeah. So there's been times when I've tried
1: to be like, okay, I'm just going to take up the next two weeks, <laughs> and I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> that doesn't And happen. then like, my son starts suffer- my son suffering because you know I've got my teenage son. Ah, okay. Yes, I, re-
0: I forgot that you have a son as well. How old is he? Yeah.
1: 16 well, fifteen and a half. and no, i had him when 16. i was 16 he's 16 i had him when i was 16 so i was saying to him the other day like he's he's um he might as well just get a little best friend badge because <laughs> i've known him for half my life now
0: <laughs> and he was
1: like oh yeah great because like you know his parents you're always like we're not friends yeah 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 i'm your mother oh, yeah, but exactly. my son is adamant to be my friend he That's is the good. biggest best big friend of my <laughs> <ever. laughs> <laughs> seriously even this morning he gave me like five video calls and I followed him back when I woke up I was like why have you video called me five times he's like oh yeah mumsy because I haven't spoken to you in, like six like six, well, what, okay, <laughs> six, six hours. maybe 16 hours 16 hours like, I don't know everything in his life is exciting so yes yeah, so, I basically anyway um but yeah it's always been a, it's always been a juggle um but it's been easier that way whenever yeah. I t- try and take any stress he suffers
0: yeah because
1: he just has me too much in his face like you, have you tidied up? Have you done your homework? Yeah, because the yeah. truth is, I can't stay still.
0: Yeah,
1: You know, it's like riding a bike. You can't ride the bike when you're not pedaling it. Yeah. Right? You need all of that motion moving yeah. around for that balance to okay. occur. And that's how my life is. I need all of that motion moving around for, re- for me to be able to create balance.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, so there'll be times where I'll even create things. Like if I've only got one important thing to do, but I'm procrastinating, then yeah. usually I know it's because I, I only have one thing to do. Yeah. So I'll play music loud. I'll have some people over. I'll talk on the phone. I'll really busy up myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, you're like me. I hate free mention. time
0: as well. I'm like, if, if I know that I ain't really got much to do, I'm going to find something to do because I don't like that space. It makes me slightly uncomfortable to not yeah. be doing something. Yeah, I thought yeah, it yeah. was just me, but that's quite comforting to know. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's exactly. So some people would say to me, Tanisha, seriously, just chill, just calm down. That's my like, boyfriend Like you take life too seriously. I <laughs> just like, what are you talking about? Like three minutes have gone while she spoke just now, and yeah. nothing good came up. <laughs> you just stop doing that. Stop talking. No, no, <laughs> so I hear you.
0: I, I, like just the want, fact... I just want. I just want.
1: Progression and forward-moving activity. I just want growth and development, yeah. whether it's for myself or for other people. Constantly. That's what I know, want, right? and I can't Constantly.
0: stand.
1: Yeah, constant, mm. and I can't stand being told no because I feel like there are so many people in the world I could progress. Just like going from one person to, to the other every five minutes. And yeah. it would be constant positive momentum, yeah. momentum. But so many people, because it's too much for them, they yeah. want you to stop when they need a break. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you chill. You take a break. I'm just going to go off and call Remy now. Yes. Do you know I'm saying? <laughs> And then, okay, Remy needs a break. Cool, don't worry, I'll call Eva. Yeah. Or I'll yeah. do this. Yeah. Because it, it, the world is moving.
0: Right? I know, I really? like that, I, I like that, that's um, really refreshing actually to hear, and um, I like the way that you were so open about saying that you had your son at 16, how did yeah. that change your life, and um, the direction well, that you've taken?
1: See, God bless dyslexia, see that's where dyslexia was my, was my, like, my blessing, yeah, because I already knew I had it, and um, my parents would already have tried homeschooling me, depending on where we were in the, in the world, yeah, so some parts of the world would be visiting, so obviously your mum's got to do your homeschool, yeah, and then, like, when it's school time and when you go in somewhere, when it's uh, school time, you go into school. So they, I'd be in schools in different parts of the world at different times. Yeah. But it meant, it meant that because of the dyslexia, my parents knew, like, my mum and my grandma, who weren't really my parents because I didn't live with my dad, even yeah. though my mum and dad were separate. Yeah, yeah, no, I
0: know how that goes.
1: Yeah, so then they, they basically um, knew. So they always taught me in a way that was relevant to me because yeah. their goal was that I learned. Like it yeah. didn't really make a difference to them if they had to teach it to me counting chocolates yeah. or using the calculator. Yeah. Like which way gets it into our heads? So when I actually turned, I um, pregnant when I was fifteen, and then I obviously had him when I was sixteen. Yeah. Um, when I was in school, they tried to kick me out. Wow. They were like, after yeah, after a while, they were like, oh, it's a health and safety issue. My grandma was like, shut up, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. and I don't know what kind of grandma this African. On this, she unleashed on those people, but um, they were forced to like um pay for me to have a homeschool yeah, tutor, like, like a tutor, proper yeah, professional teacher, yeah, private tuition, and um, also for a couple of teachers to come to my house for certain lessons at different periods of the week or term wow. that were really important. That's good, yeah. So, because remember, she did, the 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 did th- that because th- she really knew th- she had a th- dyslexic th- child th- here, yeah. If she didn't know she had a dyslexic th- child, she th- was. was she might not have pushed for those things.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you understand what I mean? Um, so as a result, I ended up getting on my GCSEs, and I did my GCSEs about three months after I had him. He was born in March, and GCSEs were in May.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. And I got
1: great grades. I got better grades than most of my friends. Wicked. Yeah. But that and, was because um, of your support system, no? That's my point. So you're saying, well, you know, what, how did having my son affect me? It was a blessing because I had my son knowing I had dyslexia. Yeah. So I never felt like the world... Was against me, yeah, because I knew me in the world we didn't really chill like that, yeah, but, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had a way of sweetening her up, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> you know? and that's it. And it's cool, you know, like a little nice little grandma, like, oh, grandma, can I have this? That's how I saw the world, you know, yeah. To the world, can I please have this job? The world's like, you didn't write that properly, yeah. The same way I do with my grandma, like, oh, but grandma, please, same way I deal with these things, like, okay, I know I have to be extra nice sometimes when I make a mistake, I can't take it personally yeah. because it's not the other person's responsibility. My grandma always used to say that it's the, it's the responsibility of the person sending the message, yes when we talk about communication don't you're shoot sending the messenger, that messenger right yes, it's not the person receiving it, yeah, the person is, no, but the thing is people say don't shoot the messenger, yes, shoot the messenger because that's Chinese that's the problem in Chinese whispers, yeah, you get one message, it's one thing you have to do, yeah, all you have to do is make sure it is received. The method of it being received is up to you, yeah. But that, the person that the other like end must receive it, you know? Yeah. So if you send a message and you've got typos and you got all these things and that person gets upset, they've got them right. Because, you know, it, yeah, it really not yeah, yeah. to understand mm-hmm. and it created a misunderstanding. So in, in reality, they're, they're right. Because any discomfort that comes from your mistake proves they're right. Yeah. Does that make sense? I got you. Because Yeah, because your responsibility, you didn't do well on it. Now, why I didn't you do well on it? That's a different matter. Yeah. That's where you now have the opportunity to re-communicate and explain yourself. Yeah. Sometimes people want to listen. Sometimes people just want to be gassed up, just being told, you know what, you're so right, I'm so sorry, I can't believe that, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You have to find the way to get that thing across. Yeah. Then the point you're trying to get across is, I didn't mean to cause this harm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? Um. So anyway, so the point is that, so through, through life, I always learned how to, having my son, I just knew I just knew, needed to know how to communicate myself effectively. Yes. And I always made sure I did that. And so even when I got the jobs, like connections, and like, the that, you said, no, the food. TV jobs through Connections and I was working, teaching at Brent News Service. The first day I went to work at Brent News Service, it was like an induction day and they told me it would be very quick Yeah. and I said, to them, can I bring my son and they were like, okay. But they didn't really <laughs> realise my son was so young and they didn't realise, and they knew I was young but I don't think they realised how cute and little I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought <laughs> so like like you person. were younger, right? Probably yeah, a little person. Yeah. <laughs> But um, they really admired it, you know. And I just explained myself, you know, I'm a teenage mum and I'm going to do this job well, but I'm not going to pretend I'm not a teenage mum. Every opportunity I can bring this boy in, I'll bring him in.
0: Everyone at work with my son very well. um, I spoke to um, another person who I interviewed for this called Harriet and um, she's not dyslexic, but she also... Prides herself on the places she can bring her child. When, like, yeah. she's an entrepreneur, so she's like, if my child can't come, it means I probably cannot come because who's going to yeah. look after the child and so forth and so on. So I, I love hearing that, you know, because a lot of women do feel, you know, burdened. They love their children, but they feel burdened um, in terms of their progression because
1: well, the thing is, yeah. I think it's even more than that. I think we have to be.
0: I'm, da- I'm like that with my dog. I moved
1: back because I got a dog. <laughs> It sounds stupid, doesn't it? Yeah. But, but I used to have a dog, and then I was gifted a dog about two years ago. Yeah. And I, we're still getting to know each other because, like I said, I was gifted a dog. You're yeah. Like, you imagine a surprise dog. <laughs> but, you're like, uh, so what? I have to clean it. I have to do. It's yeah, so yeah. cute. But I have to do. It. So it took me a while. But um where was I going with that? <laughs> remind me again. Remind me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down to it with Danbo. Well, yeah, my dog. Yeah. So basically, the first problem you have as like a dog owner is how many places you just can't go with this dog. Yeah. Like Jesus, I can't go in the bank. I can't go in the supermarket. I can't go yeah. in a restaurant that has an outdoor garden.
0: Yeah.
1: I can't, so many places because people are afraid of dogs or I don't know, like allergies. Or, yeah,
0: yeah. You can't.
1: And so it was really starting to frustrate me because I now also had to walk her. Um, but <laughs> you know what I mean, but I was, so sometimes you have to go to the bank when you get in quickly from work. Yeah. And I'd have to leave her, come yeah. home, leave her, go to the bank quickly, come back, pick her up, and then go go for a walk. Wow. And then I heard Metro Bank let you go in with your dogs. I was like, boom. Next day I went to Metro Bank. That's an account,
0: right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, w- I walk into my dog now. Because it's <laughs> our life, you know? Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's it's more than just about um, being a parent, being a dyslexic, being a yeah. dog owner. Yeah. It's about having control over your life. Yeah. If you want to go in the bank at 7 o'clock in the evening, if you want to w- go in there with your dog, change bank. If you want to go to work and have your child with you, and don't, and you don't want no one talking to you about the fact that you're a parent and making it seem like it's a bad thing. Don't work in an environment where there are people like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. You know? I agree. Um, just moving on slightly. Um, in terms of uh, black women in the media, especially from the UK, um, mm. how do you feel? Has it moved on? Is it the same? Um, oh yeah,
1: I mean, if I if I did if I didn't say there were a lot of black women working in British media, I'd be lying. Yeah. Because I grew up with them, I, I know them. Yeah. Yeah. But There what is about, a lot.
0: But what but about? They would
1: know better about how much that diversity spread across. But from the fact that I can say I know at least 20 black women that work in black British media industry, yeah. film and television.
0: That's good. I mean, but. Well, are they really on TV yeah.
1: per se? I know women in YouTube. I know women in Google. I okay, know women in okay. BBC, Channel 4. Yeah. I know women that work on Game of Thrones. I know women just moved out to Hollywood. Nice. And I know women. Like, I know. I know a lot. Trust me, they're in there. Do you Maybe. know what it is? What? We, right, for me, do you know, the reason I'm not fully fledged in there like them, in my opinion, is dyslexia. You reckon? For me, it is. Because they, because film and television production, the media industry, has a lot of paperwork. Yes. I mean, I've never been a police officer, but I would not be surprised
0: if it's the same kind of thing.
1: <laughs> because you have to remember, people see police officers every day walking. They forget that person has to write a whole load of stuff if Reports anything. Reports and
0: stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And a producer, which is what I was. I was a film and television producer. I still have, I have a whole wardrobe dedicated, cupboard, so dedicated to paperwork, just from stuff I've already worked on. Yeah like dossiers uh, piles of budgets scripts versions all of those things yeah if you want to work in film and television and you're not savvy with pen and paper type in tech and it's and it causes you any self-esteem issues Mm. the in my opinion the first thing you're going to do when you get in the media industry is confuse your struggles and your insecurities with people being against you
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: because the media industry is always waiting for the new thing they don't care what it looks like it can be purple with green spots yeah but it must be the new thing and that means it must also fit within their parameters does that make sense Mm -hmm. so then you must be able to have a good script have a good format have a good budget written up have a strong team know about uh, organizing crew sending call sheets and all these things i'm talking about these are paperwork yeah it's paperwork you know something like but there's lots of people now we want to go around that and find methods around it fine but there is a limit if you want to work in the mainstream in the mainstream because they're answerable so if you work at bbc they're answerable to the country because we all pay our what's it called um tv TV license
0: yeah
1: exactly and if you're answerable to like channel four then that's a big deal because channel four has to like defend it stuff and it's always been uh, like on the edge yeah so really they can't be too edgy because what if they get shut down what if they lose the audience so you yeah so if you're not really into that you can get a bit put off because you can be like why didn't I get the funding
0: yeah
1: why didn't I get the this why didn't I get the that yeah but if you're if you if you were open to knowing that you have these issues then what you do is you just approach people say look I have 11 disability and I living need to apply your for truth funding.
0: right as charlamine likes, to yes, say, yeah i just
1: can't do it can you help me i've got loads of funding just by saying to people i need to apply for funding i don't know how yeah <laughs> you know and then like sticking at it myself not expecting them to do it because people yeah. don't want you to come along and say oh i need to get this film funded and really you just want them to get your film funded you yeah, yeah yeah yeah. you want them to tell you how to get it done perfect yeah they could do that a lot of people could do that you know um sometimes even the people that allocate funding they'll be like okay you know We haven't had this idea come through, and you explain to them you've got learning difficulties. They'll say to you that we have the form available in these versions. If you call this team of people, you know they're allowed to answer questions for for you about these things. And if you need anything more technical, call these kind of people. They'll direct you because they'll say to you that I can't help you myself. Yeah, but I don't want you to lose out because of this. Yeah, yeah. And that's so if you've got too too much pride to just own up and say I have a learning disability or learning difficulty, then you can't really blame the industry. Exactly. And I, I, yeah. You know, I that's my that's my thing when it comes to that. But again, again, I don't work directly in it, so I'm not someone that sits at the desk in any of these organizations mm-hmm. or has done. Yeah. Um, um I've got really good friends that do though. One of my really good friends um over in uh Channel Force, uh Cilla, Priscilla, mm-hmm. she works in diversity. Nice. and if from looking at what she does, she's not getting blocked from much.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? Um, but I mean, there's, there's, like I said, I don't work there. So I don't know if she's only getting the 10% of what she really wants. Yes, But I do see that representation. I do see that door wide open. And I do see where we can fit as long as we are prideless. Yes. but we have pride as a culture remember
0: oh yeah absolutely and i think so. that in in some capacities because i know i don't know many people in um mainstream media maybe more so in music and probably in a professional like nine to five capacity from finance to you know um business. Yeah, the support roles the yeah roles. yeah more yeah. like those kind of roles and i definitely feel that there is kind of a stigma there's only very few of us that can really um hit the ceiling or 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 bust it wide open if you want you know what i mean like
1: but are we trying look look i mean this is what i'm saying because i know so many people i can hear how this would probably be offensive mm. let me tell you something you see my film my short film yeah yeah or even the azonto video the azonto video the artist didn't want me like i didn't even the artist fuse that became the artist was not the artist the the video was that was supposed to be the music on the video
0: yeah
1: it was never a music video it was it was the third part of the thing with those people wearing the masks last year in London. Yeah. It's called Afro Mask. Okay. This person and this, and this audio came through at the last minute because the other artist had already... Uh, some He made another video with the same song I wanted to use, so I didn't really want to double up. but didn't yeah. want a competition. Um, and then um, someone who at the time was a friend of mine re- re- recommended that I speak to this guy, Fuse, and use his video, yeah? Yeah. Now, because of the amount of time I spent producing, I found it very easy to produce that whole thing through people I knew and doing what I needed to do without writing anything on a single piece of paper. Yeah. The only thing that was ever written was between the artist and myself saying that he gave full permission for me to use his audio on my video.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah? And the video the video made him famous.
0: Yes. That was, like, you know the biggest... I mean? So what I'm
1: saying is this this paperwork is not necessarily required everywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: You understand? But we must know how to do it.
0: So your, so your we... thing is basically... Um it's, it's not that the values. opportunity isn't there, it's if you're taking the opportunity, right? Yeah, okay. and shaping it into your own thing. Okay, okay, okay. And
1: that's just and that's to me to be honest with you, that's that's even though it made someone mad famous, that's like the smallest example I could give. Yeah. I made a short film with a friend of mine, Ida. She's a writer yeah. and a director. It's called Door to Door. Yeah. I don't even like the film. I don't even like <laughs> it. But it's a nice film. People okay. like the film. Yeah. Um now it's like less than ten minutes it's about Jehovah's Witnesses. And at the time and now to this day, I know Eda knows I never really read much of the stuff she sent me. <laughs> I know it. Because if she would constantly get annoyed going Did you read this? Did you read that? And I'd be like, No, yes, no. And I, I know I did it, like because yeah. I did it. But I didn't need to. Yeah,
0: because she you already to knew right? something. Yeah. Pardon? You already knew.
1: No, but I, yeah, because the thing is I already spent so much time learning about the requirements at this level. And internalizing it. To understand, okay, my strengths are not the to paperwork, but I still must create the outcome.
0: Yeah.
1: So I knew what she wanted. So I knew what I needed to do for location, for casting for her, for booking venues. I organised the BFI for her to do the castings from the British Film Institute for her. um, And, like, organised for us to have screenings down at, I think it was, like, the National Gallery or something. Um, I can't even remember. Like, all these things. And they all looked really cool and great and professional. Top-notch, we had the best. We had everything she wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I ended end up um, being entered into the short film corner, winning best short fiction at
0: Cannes. Nice. Right?
1: The woman never received anything from me. Even when she sent me the paperwork to apply, uh, I think because we had to apply for our passes because we were nominated to go to Cannes, I didn't even read the paperwork. I was like, what's all this writing? (laughs) That's how I come I never ended up at Cannes. Okay. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? But the point is, the paperwork was not, it's not, it's not, um, it's not a requirement, but it is a requirement. There's a there's a requirement in mainstream ministry. Yeah, yeah. So we can't say the opportunities aren't there. They are there. Okay. We have difficulties that we must learn how to overcome. Yes. I learned how to overcome my difficulties with administrative things, because that's where my dyslexia is, by learning and understanding the, the things that this, this paperwork created. It yes. created a trail. It created accountability. Yes. It created great production values. It created... Um, value do you know what i mean it created more efficiency i understood that yeah so i didn't let those things drop by the wayside so I you're, just, you're I,
0: basically the type of person that understands the difficulties that you have and you use those difficulties as a tool to push you forward in any capacity so exactly. even if your industry wasn't media and wasn't um being a lecturer you would use those um difficulty or adver- ad- adversities to still get
1: you leverage right exactly Which so is like amazing. Even, if, even if i'm ri- like i'm writing a book right now yeah okay i'm not i'm not i'm not silly i'm not i'm not going to say i know everything about everything yeah so i have like similar to how you are in this podcast i have yeah. 10 questions yeah yeah and i'm asking this about the energy sector and i've gone around for the last like year and a half asking uh, ministers of power former ministers of power people yeah. who are like Heads of like energy companies, people who uh-huh. teach in energy. I've been asking them questions and recording it. Yeah, telling them I'm doing an interview, telling them what it's for, and when I've got enough, I'm just gonna get I'm gonna get someone to help me write and put that, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be a very, 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 very useful asset to anyone wanting to understand the energy sector over the last four years. Wicked. Why am I going to pretend I'm going to sit here and read all these things out of journals and books? No. <laughs> well, we know you like, ain't right, going Remi... to do that, girl. <laughs> yeah, listen, if Remy Ray is the minister of power and I mean, Remy Ray has the answer to this thing and she wrote a great book about it, fine. Tell me where Remy Ray is tomorrow. Yes. Let me just take my phone and record the answer to her question.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. I love the fact that you're just since I met you you're just open honest and always willing and I love that you share information so freely because sometimes that doesn't happen um and and I feel I feel like it's important you know like yeah yeah well, I, I do I learned that one from a book nice I learned that one from a book yeah so and it was an audio book so yeah I mean
1: you're right though people sometimes people don't really share but I think I think it's the same reason I Think people don't share because it takes them so long to find the solution. They don't want you to know. They yeah. not time for that. They just figured it
0: out. <laughs> like, but it, a but that's the problem, and that's why a lot of um stifled growth has happened. And yeah. instead of us flooding places, we're just trickling in. You know what I mean? And and we, we should be we, flooding places. I mean, it's two thousand and seventeen. Why are we not? So before you go ahead and say one more thing, because I know you can go, tell me two books that you um think that everybody should be reading. Or audio. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm a
1: business person, right? Yeah. So mine, well, um, everything I teach is to do digital innovation and creative enterprise. Yes. So the digital world, apps, tech, whatever stuff yeah. like that, and creative enterprise. So kind of like you and your creative businesses yeah. or creative approach to business. Um. And the reason I do that is because it's it's my hack. So it's my, you know, like I just explained to you earlier, I find creative USP. ways to solve
0: my
1: problems. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So funny enough, the books that I like um I'm because I have a a shelf in the house I'm actually gonna walk up to it okay they're gonna be crazy and I hope that I don't get judged (laughs) for it okay (laughs) (laughs) the first one I will say is a book called the right brain business plan
0: yes yes
1: it's not a common book you'll find around and that and this woman if she becomes rich because of this yeah (laughs) if anyone buys this book because of what I've just said then please tell Jennifer Lee that Tanisha Tego told you to buy this book. Good. Well. But a couple of years ago, I was watching this um, uh, tutorial online. Like I said, I'm not really good at pe- pen and yeah, paper, yeah. so I'm always watching online tutorials on MOOCs. And there's this company called Creative Life. Yeah. And they have a lady called Jennifer Lee, and she has something called Artisan Coaching.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and basically, it's about teaching creatives how to run their business. Yes. Yeah. Then, so her book is called the right brain business plan and it's basically about the fact that we have a left brain and a right brain approach to things in life. Left brain is paperwork, lists, forms, all the stuff I'm terrible at. Yeah. Um, But I can do because I'm functioning, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but then the right brain all the creative like um finding hats to this or doing a mood board as your financial plan. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's what this book is, it's the right brain business plan. Nice. Uh, it's a it's a creative visual map for success. So when you finish going through this book, you actually end up with a visual business plan. Nice. It's really cool. I, I say everyone that wants Jennifer to Jennifer business... I'm going to
0: check that out. Jennifer Lee. Yeah, check it
1: out. Check yeah, it out. If you want to write a business plan, it's just not going to work for you. You yeah. need to go through the right business plan because
0: and you'll business, end up with a, yeah an even
1: more beautiful business plan than you ever would have had.
0: Business plans are actually one of my weaknesses and yeah. every time I've, like, I've written probably one or two business plans in my whole life since starting my entrepreneurial journey. And obviously now that I'm going on this journey for Hidden Creatives, the social enterprise for dyslexia, mm. um, I had to pay to get somebody to write it because the paperwork that goes with it is just too complex. And exactly. by the time that I've even grasp what this document was for i'll just lose focus so yeah and it's
1: not fair on the company it's
0: not fair on the company right it's yeah. not fair on the it's like it's like being a it's like no, you're a bad parent and not wanting to get childcare there you get, go you right training exactly yeah not there
1: what's your other our one? companies are our children you know Absolutely.
0: so then my second one wait so did you ask me a question yeah second one second one okay so my second one is the 48 laws of power yes i need to listen to this audio <laughs>
1: And listen to this. I am so yes. Okay. <laughs> As my favorite way, my son told it to me, and I am so yes. <laughs> um, so basically, um, I read this book when I was sixteen. So when I took my son in to work yeah, I met yes. this guy. I message you about my first day. I met yes. this amazing, amazing mentor of mine. I still talk to him now. A man called Ricky,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Ricky was um, always reading books. And then I was always looking at his books and he was highlighting them and making notes. And I was like, yes, was like, that's really good. Because I had a headmistress for a grandma and I lived with her. Yeah. I couldn't be doodling in the books. Yeah. That was like disrespectful. You're not allowed
0: to, right? Yeah.
1: No, she was like, what are you doing? You borrowed that from the library. We need to return it. Or I bought that book for you. You need to look after it. So, so see Ricky, like, graffitiing in the book. But the book <laughs> that he was graffitiing in the moist was this book, The 48 Bills of Power. Yeah. And one day he just said to me, you know what, Tanisha? You really need to read this book. Now, he said it to me for a few reasons. Because one, I was breaking a lot of the rules in the book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the
0: rules. But it was just getting on his Teenage head. pregnancy, you know. No, not the like rap. that. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. That's not the rules.
1: That's not the rules. So okay. Exactly. So imagine, let's say, for example, rule number one, never outshine the master. Wow. Yeah. Now, you know when you start a new job and the first thing you really want to do is you just want to show off, like, yes. all your amazing yes. skills. I can do this. I can do that. And I'll tell you from now, I'm still really bad at that. But I've just decided, I just want to do that. So I don't really care if you don't like it. But the point is, is there is a capacity in which to do it. And there's a limit. Mm -hmm. So what you don't want to do is come in and then outshine the master. Now, the master is not always necessarily your boss. Yes. It's the person who believes they're the master of this thing in this environment. Yeah. It's not always good to come into an environment and try and take someone's place without knowing what it takes to be in their place. Yeah, stepping
0: on people's toes and then wondering why, oh, why didn't I get paid this month? Because the person's toes you stepped on was the person who pays your cheque, you know what I mean? All (laughs) right,
1: all right. (laughs) So exactly, so so you've
0: got to watch out, like, and my whole, like, um, thing
1: in relation to that is I have the saying now, which is, like, always know who's in the room. Yes. I always want to know who's in the room because you can accidentally outshine the master. People yeah. have done it with me. There have been many times people have looked at me like I'm no one.
0: Yeah.
1: When I was working um, at, at councils and managing budgets and working with, you know, big yeah. people, like big managers. And I'd be somewhere for a meeting and the person thinks that I haven't arrived yet because they can't figure out that it's me. Yes. And then um, when they figure out it's me, they've got a totally different approach. When I just saw you nervously asking your assistant, is she here? Yeah, she
0: yeah, here? yeah, yeah.
1: And now you figure that it's me, you're like, oh
0: hello because they judge the book by its cover
1: exactly exactly but as long as you know who's in the room you won't you won't outshine the master right unless you want to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you understand because you can outshine when you want to outshine yeah but yeah loads of little, little things in that like um uh it's like if you look through this thing it's you know even things like so much depends on reputation guard it with your life yes but then at the same time there's another one that's called court attention at all costs you know okay so yeah so it's like you really gotta read and then you know then it's
0: got like um I'm gonna audio it I'm not gonna read it because yes
1: you can audio
0: it I'm gonna audio it because I'm now starting to get into a lot more audio books as well and 48 laws actually I just looked at it the other day again and said oh I need to buy this so I'm gonna I'm gonna get it and hopefully by the end of this week I would have listened to the whole thing yeah Um, yeah yeah,
1: you have to it's by someone called Robert Green. With yeah, a D Robert at the Green. End.
0: Yeah, I know. I, know. I yeah, literally so... Googled it just this week, so I know. It's by Robert Well, Green. guess what? So, we had, I, I was doing a TEDx
1: Brixton. Uh, I was a co founder of TEDx Brixton nice. a couple of years ago. And we had to, we had him down. No way! Listen, call them him up. Here. Uh, yeah, We had to, get, we have to get the <laughs> Call him. up. no! He was like he actually used to live in Brixton. No way! <laughs> Imagine uh, with his, with a girlfriend, you know. But when he was broke before he was Robert Green. yeah, he was living. He was slumming it out in Brixton. No way! And he was like, yeah. He we walked, we went for walks. We had talks. I interviewed him. Filmed so nice. much stuff. Yeah, like he was. He's he's. I have even got his contact details. In is, fact, he he that did, he is he from the UK? Is he living in the UK? In touch with him. No, he lives in America.
0: Because I listened to another podcast and this girl is like, if anybody can get hold of Robert Green, or, I, that he's the only person that I will interview that I don't actually know, you know? And I was like, no, he must have just inspired so many lives. So yeah. Like, it's nuts. I told him that. I even said to him, I said to him, do you
1: know that? As like, but I think there's a lot of pressure, pressure when, I try to, when I was trying to explain <laughs> him like, the magnitude of influence. Because okay, so I suggested fortune was a power, but he also has the art of seduction. Yes, which is amazing. Really. And it's not a it's not a seduction book like that. No, no, I it, again, know it's, it's, just, it's like just a, a book.
0: yeah, the technique, right?
1: It's his technique of writing. Yeah. You know, um, he wrote the 50th law with with 50 Cent. Again, another book I love, yeah. Um And he's got the he's got mastery as well. Another book which I love, and I read. I mean, I've had him sign, well, I made him sign all of them when we met. Wicked. Because he's I signed everything. So any book that I don't have signed, Robert Greene, he hasn't
0: written it yet. <laughs> wow, you ain't playing, girl. But that's I'm amazing not. because I need but to yeah. up my winter and book um, intake anyway. So that's dope. I also wanted to touch on you, if you had any wicked apps. Um, I know you've told me oh, some, but oh can you gosh. tell the listeners about some apps that are just uh, go-to apps you apps, can't get through the day apps, without? apps, apps. apps. Apps, apps are oh my jam.
1: You know, I can't live without apps. Yeah, I
0: know. You told me as soon as I met you, like, give me this app. You should be using this. I was like, okay, go. I have, a,
1: I have, a, I have a high-end Android phone and a high-end iPhone. Because yeah, because I cannot live. live I cannot life. be told I'm not allowed to have that app. I can't. <laughs> it, it does not happen. No, this. I have every type of phone for every type of app um I have Apple's computer and a Windows computer. Oh my god! You're like, not I playing. will not be stopped from the app <laughs> I want to access. <laughs> I, I think what stopped. we call you yeah. is an addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. I'm actually going to. spot that's what I'm saying. So this is how my digital concierge service worked yes. out because people needed to know how to do things. I was like, oh, you know this one.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this is that's real, by the way, that. listeners. This is really who she is.
1: This is real. Yeah. It is that bad. It is that embarrassing. Just be glad you're not my son. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Um yeah, so okay, so what do I use? Let's go to my phone now. Um, obviously, I use my Skype and WhatsApp throughout the day. Yes, that allows me to communicate with everyone uh, without ever having to type. Yes. <laughs> um, and then okay, so I use notes. so in the iPhone so yeah. go through different phones so in the iPhone, I think my top three notes, um, apps are one notes, yeah, two something called Grid diary. okay. So Grids Diary is literally that. It's a diary. So every day there's new space to write on.
0: Yeah.
1: But of Grids. Okay, that sounds interesting. So it's just boxes. So if you imagine if you opened your diary and there was boxes, like, would you have for breakfast? Would you have for lunch? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Space to write? Yeah. Yeah. So you basically can decide what Grids you want to reflect on every day in your diary. Wow. It has some topics for you. Like, let me see if I can try one. Because I don't use their own, but let me just try put a new one. Yeah. So, for example, like it can put something for you. Like, what secret of ha- what secret of happiness have you learned today?
0: Ah, okay. That could
1: make my family be happy. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. So it just gives you little,
1: like little triggers. Yeah,
0: little triggers, exactly. Exactly.
1: But obviously, I, I like I use it in my own way because every day there are other things I want to reflect on. Yes. And for me, the most important things I need to reflect on every day is my business because it's so it takes so much work for me yeah. to yeah. be able to achieve. Yeah. So, my grids are, like, names of people, prospects, companies, clients, yeah. things. That, that's what oh, my grids that's are. Oh,
0: that's dope, you know, because I'm always writing stuff down and then I lose the papers, right? So That's it's my like,
1: exactly. Yeah. So, so, imagine, and then you can make templates. So, you can have a template that's, like, today, all I want to reflect on is a business. You can make all the grids. Yeah. But you, um, so you can still add a new box. So, for example, like, the other day, I made a grid diary uh, and... Um, so I'm second, let me go back into it. And it was uh balances so my balances for the day post-it notes because yeah. i i knew i was gonna take those of post-it notes so i'm putting them in my bag and you know you lose the paper yeah. mm-hmm. oh the other feature is you can take pictures oh wicked. so for each grid you could just put 10 pictures in you wow. don't actually have to write anything yeah
0: and then it so triggers for the your mind to remember oh that's
1: dope exactly so for the post-its one i just took pictures all day of the post-its i was making and instead of having to keep them and worry about losing them yeah and then i had as well photos from today because i was out about day home tasks, what am I wearing, relationship tasks, personal tasks, work tasks, That's
0: really Instagram
1: cool. post, yeah, just I'm do gonna, that, you just have whatever you want.
0: I'm going to check that out for sure. Go. What else yeah, you got definitely. for us?
1: Um, so those two, those, okay, let me see, if there one more, let's see what the iPhone's there. There is one more, oh yeah, um, Dragon microphone.
0: Oh yeah, you told me about Dragon.
1: Yeah, so... For audio, it's a combination of dragon microphone and Sonoson audio note taker. Yeah. So Sonoson audio note taker, when you record audio, it records the it gives you a visual representation of the audio. Like you know when you mix music or when you watch music playing. Yeah. But in bubbles and bubbles. So if there's silent time, you'll see on the on the line of your recording that this is all dead silence. Oh,
0: nice. You know
1: when you're listening back yeah, to audio yeah, sometimes?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know what you can even do. You can even put this podcast into Sonoson. Really. Yes, you can. You can put it into Sonerson, download it, put it in on your computer, like take the free trial. Yeah. And
0: then it, it will, will do pull out. Ha-
1: yeah. It will highlight all the blocks of audio. Then what you can do is you can make decisions on each audio. You can tag each bubble of audio. Yeah. And you can say, you can tag it yellow for delete later. Purple for, uh, this was a really cool thing Tanisha said. You can add notes. Yeah, that's And you dope. can even add visuals. You can add slides. So that, you can be like, at this time when she said this, this was what I, I was thinking. We were thinking. talking
0: about. Yeah, like the book we or about, whatever, right? The book, exactly. Yeah, that's dope. So it
1: visualizes your whole audio experience. What's
0: the spelling on that?
1: Sonison. S O N O.
0: S O. C E N T.
1: Hold on. Okay,
0: note taker. Yeah. I'm going to check that out as well. Yeah. So you have got Dragon,
1: um, Sonosent. So and- Dragon and Sonosent together. Dragon, you put the words into Dragon.
0: Yeah.
1: But Sonosent is for like listening back to words someone else said to you just ah, for the purpose okay. of taking notes. Okay. Yeah. So, so they okay. resolve the two-way relationship with audio. So you talk into your phone. Yeah. So you could write. You can write by talking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love um, the dragon one. That was, like, the first thing that you told me about. And it is super dope. Like, I, I feel confident now if I want to do anything um, written or whatever now, I can just talk into it. Exactly. Send it over to somebody to edit for me. And then I can bring it well, back Well, before you... Us.
1: You know, before you send stuff, stuff over to other people, you can use another app called Grammarly. Grammarly, yeah.
0: yeah always promoting Grammarly on uh, No, Grammarly's YouTube.
1: good. You know why? Because they're not just a spell check. Because everyone... People are people haven't realized Bramley's not just spell check it's also checking for syntax and grammar ah okay so so grammarly will tell you this is not a proper sentence in the english language
0: okay and just help. because
1: you yeah. speak that way every day doesn't make it a proper sentence yeah and in fact it's quite funny because once i got told off at work because i was using colloquial language yeah. and i was like first of all what is colloquial <laughs> <laughs> but after i got past what is colloquial um, and really try to understand what's going on. It, it's, it's basically a similar thing to what I'm saying with grammarly. Sometimes we speak Slang in a certain way, way that yeah. is so common for us to speak that way, yeah. and then we write it down in, in an email or a letter. And in fact, that's not actually how that sentence should have ever been. Yeah. You just come from a community of people who use that kind of yeah. structure of sentences, yeah. but that's not English. Yeah, grammarly will do that for you, okay. and that will save the next person time when they're
0: proof- proofreading. Proofreading.
1: Exactly. And also, it will teach you because then to you can learn other, about the yeah. syntax mistakes you make regularly and the grammar mistakes you absolutely
0: make oh i That's love it. that um, yeah. and lastly before you leave us it's been amazing we've actually been speaking for an hour i can't believe it um, I oh is it yeah oh i didn't <laughs> tell you my android app ah okay okay okay
1: go free i'll say so sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah only free yeah okay so um um android the best is s note i think anyone who has an android and doesn't have a writing um, version of an android phone from yeah. samsung for example with the pen. They need to go and get a, a, a stylus from Lapland or something yeah. for about 10 hours, download the S Note, it should already be in there, and start taking notes in the S Note. Yeah. S Note is really good because it's like having post-its in your phone.
0: Yeah.
1: And you never have to lose them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so that's one. The second one is any text-to-speech application. Yeah, yeah there's to tons and tons of yeah, text-to-speech. Yeah, on Android there is
0: because I have a Samsung phone yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So any of them, the best one for you, um, I recommend. And then the last one is any reading application again they're better on android in my experience speed so speed reading. reading is when you only have one le- one word flashed at you uh, at a time yeah and and uh, this there's a central point in the screen and, and any letter that falls on that point is a different color oh okay and what it does is it allows you to read one word at a time yeah again for me that's a big issue remember i said uh, yeah yeah because reading. for
0: us yeah and sometimes our, our words kind of go into, into each other exactly
1: so you, only, get, so you could only have to read one word at a time. Through, through speed reading, I read about 525 words a minute. That's wicked. Yeah, so, like, people... Sometimes I know my managers have even been a bit suspicious of me because they'll be like, I need you to go through this report and give me this feedback. And then, like, I'll come back to them, like, the next day. They're yeah. thinking, how did you read that? It was a 30-page report. Well, yeah, it took... Because the thing with speed readers, they tell you how long it'll take. Yeah. So the speed reader will say it has this many words and it'll take you 12 minutes to read. Yeah. So That's you don't wicked. have any, and yeah, so you are like, all I have to do is sit here, here, and the thing will read itself to me, and I know in twenty yes. minutes I'm cool. You just so my changed manager my goes, life, girl. I want girl. You to read that by tonight, exactly. If your manager's like, I want that report, I want you to have read this document, and give me feedback by five, and you put it in the speed reader, and the speed reader says it'll take you, you know, 15 minutes to read all these words. Yeah. Because remember, 500 words a minute. That, yeah, you it's
0: can a lot of a 10, words. You read a 10,000 word dissertation
1: yeah. in under 20
0: minutes. Yeah. yeah. And probably a lot of you lecturers probably do that anyway. Well,
1: that's what we're doing <laughs> all day, yeah. So, so someone says, she, I want you to read this by blah, blah, blah. Throw that in there and then you know, okay, she wants me to read it by five. My speed reader says that it's going to take me 27 minutes to read it. Yeah. That means I need to start reading it at latest by four so that by the time I finish reading it, I can make notes. Yeah. I still see her by five. And it could be nine in the morning and you still dust out all day. Oh, well, girl. You know what I mean? But other people <laughs> will sit with that for, for the, the day whole coffee, day
0: and scratching their forehead yeah because you've lost the line of where you were at you've got to start again and you don't yeah. know how
1: long it's going to take <laughs> you don't know even know how long it's going to take i love speed readers they tell you how long it's going to take how many words and i started off the first time i used to do it, it I, the most i could do was 300 words a minute yeah Yeah, you know i mean and when you when you know the difference between 300 and 500 words per minute you realize how slow that was yeah and like now i'm at five to five words per minute wicked like not an issue and, so, and yeah, it's teaching you as
0: you go along as well you know because the the more yeah. you intake that type of knowledge hopefully you're able to retain it a little bit more better so exactly it's amazing
1: and it's a less stressful way of reading because if you try and stress out and be like okay what did that word say you're done
0: yeah
1: it's basically like reading by pictures yeah because everyone knows what the picture of a word is yes. Understand? so all you have to do is see the picture come up you're not supposed to actually read it and once that barrier goes away then you suddenly realize you you don't have to read to read your yes. brain is smart enough to look at pictures of words flying past and what, know that sentence. What it is, yeah. Yeah, and w- it's, it's less stressful. So, yeah, those are what I recommend. I think those are free.
0: Wicked. Um, one more question before you leave us. What would you say to a younger you?
1: Uh, to a younger me, I'd say I messed up when I started doubting myself.
0: Yeah? Mm. W- why messed up, though? Because the doubt, because it's like you know
1: what it is. You know what doubt is like. It's yeah. like um when it, it's like you know the saying about when a child realizes that they've got you know breasts or whatever. Yeah. Physical features, and it's like that innocence gets taken away. Mm. But before that moment, they were happy to run around with all their cousins and all have a bath at the same time. Yeah. and then one day they realize that these are breasts. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mum, don't make me bath with my cousin. please yeah, You know? Really don't like... want
0: them to see my private bits or whatnot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's like that. That's what doubt is. And it's like the first time I doubted myself, I was about 25, 26.
0: Mm. And this
1: was after I'd worked for Mandela. Yeah, I'd worked for Mugabe. Wow. I'd worked for like two of my past presidents. Wow. i travelled around. I'd had my son. My son was smart. I'd homeschooled him. I'd done all these things. Yeah. I'd earned all this money. After all of that, I went off and I doubted myself. And um, it was only for a little while, but I remember it. There was, a, there was like a good month I would say where I was feeling a bit confused and it was because of what people were saying to me yeah. about where I wanted to go next
0: yeah
1: and in the past I'd never done that if I wanted to go somewhere I'd do something just I just gone. did it I did yeah but I think it was maturity setting in so yeah. as maturity was setting in so was the the need to understand other people's perceptions of things yes and then when I realized my perception was different to theirs in such a big large fundamental way yeah I started to doubt myself. And it started with one mentor in particular. Mm. She was so horrible to me. She would never admit it. She'd never think she was. but She was so horrible to me. <laughs> Every time I told her I wanted to do something, she wanted me to be realistic. And, like, she wanted me to oh, not run for. I You know what I mean? It was like, whoa, she a mentor. She didn't know you, you know? man.
0: She didn't know yeah. you. Yeah.
1: She didn't know me. And it's like, I felt like with her, I was under spiritual attack. Wow. And the more I tried to pull from her, the more she pulled me to her. Yeah, yeah. To, to help me understand how right she was. Oh, yeah. Well, Rule, it's like the rule book on how not to be a mentor mm. to be honest with you. but um but yeah you just have to um you just have to not doubt yourself because she helped me learn how to doubt myself she taught me how to doubt myself Do and f- ever since then i have been able to shake it fully
0: yeah
1: but now i use it like, so now it's like another element of my dyslexia yeah. because before then i never doubted myself even with
0: dyslexia yeah you just you just went for it and, and exactly that's why. It's but the, that that, you haven't like stopped believing in mentorship though that's quite no you know what i mean no
1: of course not i mean no, i'm an advocate even at the university i work at actually I
0: started a, i launched a
1: mentoring project um i did a pilot for about three semesters which is now part of the university's whole like um personal tutoring infrastructure nice. is, is mentoring now yeah i love mentoring and i still have mentors but I've always had a. I've always had a, a group of mentors. You can't just have
0: one. No, you have to have for multiple areas. I've, yes. I've slapped off recently with um, mentors, but I, I do have a mentor who is around. I, I just haven't tapped into her as much as I um, usually. Well, I, I think
1: should. now. I mean, I think now we're probably more at the age where you and I yeah. less less of a mentor and more of an accountability buddy. It's exactly that. It's that exactly area. that.
0: Yeah, but people don't yeah. really know the you, it's not a sexy yeah. the accountability bit but that's well, yeah, exactly what they don't is. want to feel accountable yeah. Like, yeah, you just kind of
1: don't let that person know yeah just yeah, yeah. but i have buddy.
0: also encountered but some it would work if they, yeah uh, sorry go,
1: go ahead. no i was just saying yeah like people don't really want to be accountable to others so yeah it can be difficult finding a good accountability buddy yeah but it's worth it if you can because for example with me let's say you wanted to do let's say well you you and I both work in higher education yeah yeah so let's say you wanted to let you wanted to publish an article yeah you're uh, have you published any articles yet
0: no
1: okay so you wanted to publish your first academic article we could do that easily together yeah because I've done I've done one publish um two are pending publication wow do I mean and I've done them all in this year
0: yeah
1: dyslexic with no skill set of how to do it prior to today
0: yeah
1: so I would be a really good accountability buddy for you because I'm only one or two steps ahead of you in that
0: particular yeah. area that. yeah i actually so I'm, it wouldn't be too much gonna... work
1: for me to reach to you
0: yeah no that's I, I love the way that you said that um you doubted yourself but even though with the doubt you still pushed on i think a lot yeah, of the yeah. younger generations they don't realize that even when you get stuck in the rut right that you have to still try to push through well that's something. the only time you have to try yeah that's
1: the thing. Like people try so hard when, like, you know, when it's all going well, they're like, yeah, they're trying to celebrate, trying to show off, trying to push, trying to get all the interviews, mm. trying to do all the PR. Mm. But that's not re- that's not the own that's not the trying. That's that's part of your requirements in the job, yeah. like in the business that you're running. Yeah, the effort really comes in when nothing's going right. right. No one wants to accept your proposals. Yeah. No one cares about what you're saying. You're not getting any. That's when you really got to put the work in. But that's when people shy away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, safe I, I just think it's so commendable that you're a lecturer you know um i assume you went to uni and got your degree kind of yeah. thing and you know what i'm saying like you didn't yeah. allow anything I'm, on, I'm on an
1: mba now nice and then you i'm see? gonna do a
0: phd you mm. see and you didn't allow anything to hold you back at all no i did no, no
1: i did well i'm 32 i only started studying when i was 26 this is where my dad started oh okay 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 so before I was 26 I had no fear so
0: lecturing is a new thing for you in in terms of academia
1: teaching is not
0: Uh, and I've
1: taught at every age group ah
0: okay okay okay.
1: so lecturing as a a cohort is new in the as in in the last two years but remember I've been doing this for 13 years
0: yeah 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 okay
1: so yeah so lecture but and but also I do business coaching and consulting which is a step above lecturing as well it's like yeah it's like for my age capacity or maturity capacity it's beyond but I'm interested in lecturing I'm lecturing at the moment. Um, but no, it held me back. So I didn't go to, basically, I didn't go to university to do any formal courses when I was younger and I chose to go to film school and art school because yeah. I wanted to shy away from paperwork.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, that's quite normal for us, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that mentor, like I was saying, um, really kind of broke me and made me doubt myself. She just kept going on. She was like, you can't live, you can't go on like this. You can't continue like this. You have to get accustomed with pen and paper and this and that. And and I was thinking, why? And you know where we were when we were talking about this? Where? In the middle of Mozambique.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Working on a job for Kofi Annan, and wow. the Africa Progress Panel. Yeah. And I was like, but why do I need to? Because from what I'm looking at around me right now... It's working, I'm just, I'm yeah. Right. yeah. I'm all right. I'm um, all right. But she fed that and fed that and fed it through. And then, obviously, um, it fed into my feelings about my abilities. And then, obviously, with university, I feel like university would be a good solution to that for me. Yeah. Uh, I did come out of it with a first class Wicked. through work of my own, not through her help or anything. I mean, it's just, she doesn't care yeah. read my assignments or anything. like That just <laughs> yeah. basically buoyed me off and made me feel like I had nothing and then just left me to... Anyway, so yes, I did that. And I did get a first class. Okay, nice. so that th- And that only came about because my teachers as well. So nice. I did have barriers yeah. that I put in front of me. But, you know, some of my teachers were just like, no, you, you're capable of, of understanding this. I was studying oil and gas management. Nice. Yeah. Um, so they were like okay boy, you can finish it and then i finished it and then now i've gone on to the nba but i did let things hold me up hold me back because the truth is i got a first class so that means i wouldn't have been able to get a first class anyway if i had just done it when i was younger yeah you I, know
0: was um the person um of african descent the person that was trying to hold you back not hold you back but the no she was, was... She... Yeah, yeah
1: yeah definitely of african descent
0: and she, was, she... she wasn't trying to hold me back she was just trying to be real with me yeah but you know sometimes from her from her perspective though right she, like yeah so she was only looking at it from her perspective which brings me and i know we're wrapping up but i just wanted to touch on the fact that when we do have um adverse issues in terms of like you know adversity in any capacity people tend to tell you based on how they feel and it's not a how yeah. they feel thing it's a
1: no you how know you what feel. i mean
0: yeah yeah and
1: I'm, and that's the thing when I was saying about never actually I'm the master and I was saying I still feel like that sometimes because it's, it is about how I feel. And in that scenario when she was trying to explain it to me, of course she was right.
0: Yeah. In many
1: capacities she was right, but in my head she was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so we had to, so our relationship is no longer as good as it could have been because that was a fundamental difference in our in our yeah. understanding of the situation. In my and a understanding, pinnacle in your wrong.
0: growth, you know, a pinnacle in yeah. your growth that could have really set you back.
1: Well, the thing is, look, her advice did set me back. Yeah. Because yes, okay, I have a degree now. Yes, okay, I'm a lecturer now. But I was already on a path yes. that did not need me being diverted from.
0: Yeah, Do you understand? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not a
1: path I've lost the way to. But I did, I did divert myself from it for a good four years.
0: Mm.
1: Do you know what I mean? So based on this, based on this, um, like I said, this doubt that I developed in my own mind.
0: Yeah, I think culturally that can happen though, because I'm. I'm from a Jamaican descent, and obviously you're from um, uh, African descent, and sometimes mm-hmm. when people don't understand the difference, they mm. try to put you in the mould that is the norm, and not because yeah. they're trying to essentially be horrible, but more so because that's what they know to be the right path, that's the formula that's already worked, fall into place kind of thing, so that you are okay in the future but okay not excelling just okay you know and for yes, you yes. obviously it's very apparent that the sky was not the limit for you in any capacity exactly, you know exactly yeah exactly and that's the thing
1: so what i wanted to do goes beyond that but now again i mean same thing like the, uh, the same guy i was saying to you about earlier that i met jonathan Wilson, yeah at work this week um he managed to get it done through t- over 200 articles yeah and amazing. he's a professor and a doctor so what can i um you Know what can you say to that? So that people like him give me the motivation to remember that all of it, it all counts, yeah. and you just have to keep moving forward. Keep. I mean, after over 200 articles, trust me, that there's I was even saying to him about one topic, he was like, <laughs> No, about everything, you know. <laughs> so now that's gonna be my, my plan. So, whereas before I was on a steady track of what I was doing then, and yeah. now I've added a whole new thing to it, a, new um,
0: layer.
1: a whole new layer to it, exactly. Now I can, um. I can move forward and knowing that that's actually fine and just adds to my my credibility and my experience in the past and I just need to find a way to um yeah to combine combine all the efforts into one in a way that benefits people.
0: Wow, Tanisha. It's been amazing what? speaking to you. It always is but it is super 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 amazing. Um that's too, it. Man. We we we're, we're wrapping up. But how can people find you?
1: Um I think the best way to find me is um instagram yeah. or linkedin
0: but she's gonna LinkedIn. be shocked if you if you see
1: <laughs> huh? she's gonna
0: be shocked if she see, if you if you tell her oh my god i saw you were here she's gonna be like yeah oh. well because i'll be like oh so you're part of that community i mean it's not a shock it's just it's interesting to know because i mom you face to face i
1: know right so, and every time I see you, face to face. Sometimes I forget you're actually in my Instagram yeah. <laughs> you know, And then it's like, yeah. Um, um, but no, definitely. Instagram, I'm Afro Blondie. Yes. Um, it says Miss Tago on there. When, so you search for Afro Blondie A F R O B L O N D I E. Yeah. Um, and then it shows up as Miss Tago. Uh, and then on LinkedIn, it's Miss Tago as well. Nice.
0: Thank um,
1: you. But yeah, that's it. Just Or just Google Tanisha Tago.
0: Go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know you big brother <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much that wraps us up for the advice you didn't take we'll see you again on the other side thanks